Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Resilient Science, the show where we spend 10 to 15 minutes each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey, rehab, and the science behind it. I'm Dr. Ben Cernick. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I'm a goalie coach. I'm a strength coach, and I'm a graduate student researching how to make hockey practice better. As always, I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Hello, hello. Jamie Phillips, former professional goalie, current physical therapy student, master of science, certified strength coach, and doctoral researcher in reflexes and injuries if the irb approves my my irb proposal which i'm still waiting on i don't think they're gonna approve it i think they're gonna tell you to redo it 14 times uh i'm fully prepared for many many revisions if anyone wonders how long it takes research to get going with humans involved the answer is very long Um, i was just i've the irb is giving her a hard time (laughs) jamie's in a bad place all right speaking of people in bad place NHL starting goalies, James. Yes. It seems like if you are in the NHL and you play games, you are going to get hurt this year. Yes. And so I think I'm going to get this stat right, but I think 73 goalies have played uh, a game this year in the NHL, which is a lot considering it's as of recording November 20th. So that's two a team and then 13 extras. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's solid. Again, and uh, we're pulling these stats um, from an article off the Daily Faceoff written by Matt Larkin, who covered uh, the goalie injury situation and provided some theories as to why they think um, goalie injuries might be happening. Uh, we covered this video uh, in a separate video. I covered this article in a separate video earlier this week. You can find it on our YouTube page. But today we're going to dive into it a little more discussion style. But Jamie, uh, 20 years ago, the 30 NHL teams only used 76 goalies for the entire season. Why, even though we have two more teams now, why are we losing so many goalies? I don't know the answer. I don't think anyone does. The best guess I can give is the speed of the game has demanded a change in the goaltending position. A change in the goaltending position has resulted in more... I don't know how to phrase that. A change in the way the goalies play, which is not as healthy quote-unquote for the body 
that's my that's my best guess. I know the article gave a few things, but I think the speed of the game requires adaptation, and we the body isn't great for it, isn't ready for it. So here's gonna be my my take. Actually, um, I pulled up off covers.com. I'm assuming that's a sports betting website. The current injury list um, for teams. Because I was curious. I was right. So like goalies get a lot of attention. There's only two on a roster typically at a time. Only one plays. So we always pay special attention to goalies. We're goalies. We pay special attention to goalies too. Uh, the Ducks currently have seven players injured. Coyotes, six. Bruins, three. Sabres, five. Flames, two. Hurricanes, five. Uh, you see where I'm going with this? The Avalanche have seven. Too, the Jackets have part. nine. There's an important thing here is that if you look at who's getting hurt, it's the same goal as year after year, though. And I don't think the article mentioned that. Like, no, Matt Murray getting that... hurt is not is not new. Like, that's... If you have Matt Murray on your team, expect him to be out for a couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, I mean, like, we're looking at... We're looking at the goalies who are currently injured. So, Eric Comrie in Buffalo. Previous which history... He got... Which he got, yeah. yeah, but he did get run. I was actually texting him this morning. He actually got, he got run over by Rasmus Dallin, cross checked a player into it. And, <laughs> right. you know, it goes over weird. Yeah. Okay. So, right. There we go. That's, you can't prevent that. That's can't the way it is. Freddie Anderson is currently out. We don't know why. It's undisclosed. He's so, hurt every year. Correct. Um, Alex Stalock is out indefinitely with a concussion. Like, yeah, like so a lot of these. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Merzlinkis is a lower body injury, but Merzlinkis got missed games three other Never. times. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, and this is the point that we always make. There's a difference between players being injury prone. Like, I don't really think that term's fair, but uh, we covered this a little bit before. People who come back and are battling for starting or backup positions and really have to kind of train through and train around um, lingering stuff. Like, it's not super surprising they come back and get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and that's like no, if you yeah. go. Ahead. I was just say like Merzlikas, for example, right? Like, uh, he's the starter or was expected to be the starter in Columbus, but it wasn't like a really clear cut, like you're our guy kind of situation. Like he's still battling to prove that he is their guy, right? Like, so you're going to have to train hard and you're going to train differently than if you know you're comfortably coming into a position where you're going to play sixty games. You know, and so I'm like, I have the article here. And so like, you're looking at theory one where goalies are getting hurt more often. They're just playing hurt less often, which is kind of a weird way to phrase that. Um, yeah, I definitely would agree. I, I don't know whether that comes down to just the fact that hockey, well, it's just hockey is a big business and sports is a big business and you pay, you're paying these people millions of dollars and for them to perform. And whether that is personal pressure because everyone's an athlete and everyone wants to be, doesn't want to lose their job. And also you have organizational pressure to play. And so, yes, people come back when they're not 100%. And when you're not 100%, it just chips away, chips away, and we're more likely to get injured, for sure. Like that's That one is probably true, but I don't, it doesn't need to be. Because if actually Mike McKenna had a good talk, I actually have I've been dialing in the Leafs talk radio. I have no emotional investment <laughs> in the Leafs. I just enjoy people like talking about hockey. Um, but Mike McKenna called in and he was talking about how who was the situation? I don't sure which team it was, but anyways, how you can grab any goalie out of the AHL East Coast and have them play pretty well in a few games. So there's really no reason that you need to force 
these guys back too early. It's not, you know, that gap between, you know, the American League, the East Coast, and the NHL is not as big as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, I was talking, so this is, it's funny. This might be the where we pivot this conversation to from this article even, but like I was talking to some hockey coach colleagues the other day, and we made a comment about like, when you look at the NHL right now, you look at the current standing, the conversation started with like, what's the current state of Canadian goaltending and, and like who would start on a, a Canada versus the world team? And the answer is like mm-hmm. probably Darcy Kemper is probably the starting goal for Canada right now, which is interesting to say the yeah. least. I think Darcy Kemper is a pretty good goalie. I think he's um, good. He's just, I think he's slept on for sure. Just because he yeah. plays in non, non, like those not big markets. Yeah. I mean, well, his advanced analytics are fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like, if you really think about the league, and this is where I'm going to the Mike McKenna comment, is there's like four or five guys who I would be like, yes, please. I would like that person to be my team's starting goalie. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, there is a list of 50 people where I'm like, okay, that will work. Yeah, there's... Right? Like, it's... Like the, there's... the gap between a starter and a backup is basically non-existent except for a few... Like, yes, is Vasilevsky head over heels better than everyone else? Yes. Sure. Like Shosturkin. Yes. But then, like you said, basically, even even then, I, who who is the New York's? Halak. Miroslav Halak has played oh, in the NHL. Backup. Oh, yeah. He's played in the NHL for, for like forever and can still hold his own. So it's not like you're putting in some guy you found off the street. Yeah. And I mean... That's the thing that's like, again, it's interesting to me. And, and I was reading an article um, about, like it was just a, an interview with Ilya Shosturkin uh, in New York, right? And Shosturkin is like really publicly hard on himself uh, the same way that Jack Campbell has been really publicly hard on himself this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, the thing that's funny to me is like the article made a commentary and, and some people were commenting on Shosturkin that they, again, at the time that I was reading this his nine fourteen save percentage. I couldn't care less what his save percentage is. Like I don't, I don't care at all. <laughs> no, like, I, I, know. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever, for a second, cared about a, a goalie save percentage. Um, especially unless, not at the NHL level. Especially not when we have the available information at the NHL level. Yeah. yeah. Like you, the thing about again, and, and this is where everyone should be headed, and, and this is one of my another big soapbox rant, um, is that like. A shot is not a, sh- a shot is not equal to another shot. Like it never has been, it never will be. The fact that we like cared and still care about uh, save percentage is like a huge red flag to me. It means like we're just missing the point entirely, right? I know. The thing is, is that we should definitely talk about this in another podcast. I don't. The amount of analytics that would have to improve in order to make anything accurate would be so difficult you have to every team would have to hire like a former goalie to judge shots yeah yeah uh, all right let's anyways let's circle back here aside from back. the fact that that aside from the fact that we have uh maybe like four goalies in the league that are elite then we have 70 to 150 other goalies who are like pretty good just we're just good nhl goalies yeah yeah i mean theory like, number yeah. two theory <laughs> number two let's keep us popping so this one we actually we basically talked about this. The game has changed. Uh, it's playing is worn on the body. Basically, they say the average is about three hundred butterflies of practice. Um, that's not new. Not new. That's not new. We've talked about that before. Next. Managing practice. Next. I, I like how it was more just like take Balakat's word for it. No, we it, 
honestly, Steve Valakai, if you're listening to this, you work for the New York Rangers still, like, and the NHL. Get some scientists on board and do some good research, man. You have the opportunity and the resources. Like, let's get some good research popping. Anyways, theory uh, three. So, so hold on. Yeah. Side, ta- side tangent on research. It's really hard to do research uh, with goalies because for ethics, you don't have enough goalies on a team to uh, hide the participants. So people would know who is who, basically. And so that's one of the yeah, struggles with that. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Also, if you want to... You could. Um, the depressing thing is if you look at some of our really good hockey research, which we do have some, uh, goalies are excluded from the analysis. But that's a separate day. Next, yeah. theory three. Okay. Faster game inspires new save techniques that are extremely taxing on the body. Yeah, I guess I, I briefly talked about this. Um, really, the newest thing is the RVH. Um, is the RVH responsible for all of the injuries i mean no that is it responsible pretty... is it is it independently responsible for any injuries i don't think we can say that yeah it's hard we it's impossible to say although yes the rvh probably isn't good for you to be doing it in excess uh every single day but again like we can't make that jump to it that would be a pretty I mean, I said, I said this before, I said this before, um, and I'll say it again, T pushing cross crease and stopping hard mm-hmm. has more force loading into the hip joint than an RVH does. Like there's a yeah. complete well, misconception, we, a complete, well, we complete misconception around compared to the In that Michigan study, the white side study, yes, from the butterfly, but we don't, the RVH wasn't even kicking when that study was published. So we can't, we don't have any data on that though. Yeah, but I think that's like, I don't think that one's hard because again, an RVH, what percentage of RVHs do you think? Now, this is completely non-scientific. What percent of RVH is a direct integration? What percent is sliding, which is not that forceful on the hip? Like how many RVHs is a direct pad down integration foot on post? 5%, 10% tops? Most are Mm -hmm. sliding into it. You, You think the sliding is not as impactful if you think about someone going skate on post at full speed with that stopping force i don't think most guys go skate on i don't think guys most excuse me most people go full force into rvhs like i think this would be interesting to just try to quantify during a game or two but i think most people going into an rvh i'd say a majority of them is done at a non-maximal compete level a lot of them are just like really gentle like oh play is kind of happening here i go very very fewer like i'm so many of them are like a oh push rebound to the behind the net push into the post gentle. Yeah, that's tough because I, I think about practice situation versus game. I feel like in game the intensity is higher, practice intensity is lower. I don't know. Well, you know what? Maybe, sounds like someone should study this. Maybe next next week. At, actually, but then again, it's a subjective. It's a subjective measurement, so I got to be like, oh, it didn't look like you push hard. Uh, and then maybe maybe he's just not a good skater, and that's the best he can push. Anyway, so, if someone wants to put a bunch of load cells on a goalie and have them push into a post, let us know if they want to do that. Or pay us a bunch of money to do it, and we gladly, gladly do it. Or just pay us a little bit of money. <laughs> just buy us the IMU sensors, and we'll do it ourselves. All right, the last one. Faster <laughs> game and new technique breeds new equipment that doesn't protect the body as well. No. Womp. That... I mean, I, I guess it's weird because we're like we're reiterating things you already said, but like 
the equipment is so so good so, so good. much better than it was yeah um way better yeah shout out to dr frayne out east uh at dow house i think he's at dow um ryan frayne who has literally published papers on the biomechanics of pad design and like gold equipment design and engineering really cool really nerdy um the point being the team behind goalie equipment at these major companies, CCM, Bauer, are like PhD biomechanists. Um, like the design is so intentional for m- minimizing like energy loss and efficiency. Like the pads are designed so well that like it's puzzle pieces now. Like this is, yeah. I mean, like it's it's weird to think of someone being like oh the equipment's getting smaller so it's not good but where one where does smaller equal less safe i don't know what that means and two these are like million hundreds of millions into billions of dollars worth of company like company values the last thing they want is class action lawsuits (laughs) so they are they will pay very very smart people to make very very good equipment to keep people very safe you know if you if i was gonna say reebok doesn't even exist anymore ccm (laughs) is making gloves and 80% of the goalies in the NHL are getting their hands broken on shots. Do you think kids are going to buy those gloves? No, it cuts in their bottom line. So that that's not a, a good take, unfortunately. I mean, I, I don't mind. Since it's all hypothetical, yeah. I don't sure throw it in there, but that one definitely is not definitely is not the reason. Although, remember when there was that study and everyone kept hyping it up about the goalie masks and yeah. which ones were the most protective and it was never released? Yeah, well, because, well, so here's the thing too, and this is, but part of that problem with that study was like a misunderstanding of the theory of concussions at the time, right? So like a large part of that study not ever coming to light was that the underlying hypothesis of a concussion at the time was like just the force, like implicated, like it was like force dispersion. Do you remember when cascade helmets were a thing like 10 years ago? And their, their whole philosophy was like, we have a wider surface area, so the force distribution won't go in. And then we realized that concussions were just literally your brain sloshing inside your skull. And it doesn't matter how the, <laughs> like, this you is, can, you can... Matter, is the force isolated or is the force distributed? It's still the same amount of force on your brain. <laughs> right. Like you're, you're, you can get a concussion without hitting your head. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that's where we're at, right? You can get a concussion just from impulse of your head. Um, so like that study doesn't matter. Because do you remember when there was those really lightweight helmets that came out probably in like the mid 2000s, then a, a person died from a shot to the head? Do you no, remember I that? I didn't know a person died. Those like crappy yeah. high tech ones? No, 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 no. It was like a, it was a no name. It was a new company that had like designed the lightest helmet ever in like the mid 2000s. I'm sure I could find the article on it. But oh, it was like kid, it was like a kid took slap shot to the head coma didn't wake up type situation oh i didn't know that yeah it was a huge lawsuit and the company like went under obviously afterwards yeah (laughs) um anyways long story short here to come back to to where we're going with all this this injury side of thing is that like our current understanding of why goalies get hurt is we don't know like and that's okay but right now i don't think it's i personally don't think it's a problem like i think this is just the reality of elite sport like you are going to have people competing at maximal intensities multiple times a week um, where weird stuff happens, right? Like I think a lot until, of these, like, so yeah. Until, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say until like 
I mean, it's getting better and stuff. And, you know, we don't always see behind the curtains. That's why I try to talk to guys that still play. When we look at load management, how it's for goalies is still still slowly matriculating its way into the position until it, it's taken more seriously and teams are able to accept the fact that the guy they're paying $10 million, $10 million a year shouldn't play 60 something games and they're it's you're gonna have a lot of injuries if we're based if our current leading hypothesis is just load management and volume then what yeah i mean happen? yeah like i think again the, the big thing that we always forget is so many of these injuries like even the eric comrade really just said like guy runs into him unpreventable like unpreventable yeah, you, you can't right so one of the reasons that I wrote about this before and I write about it all the time is that load management, one of the underlying reasons it quote unquote works is you can't get hurt if you're not playing. Yeah. That's right. True. So it's like if you play 45 games as your, your really good starting goalie, you play 45 during a season, like you just have less opportunities to get hurt in those games. So that's great. Like that's why you're not getting hurt. It's one of the reasons you're probably not getting hurt. The other side of the coin, and this is where it always comes down to is like, I think we don't appreciate how little pro teams at in the NHL level practice, right? Like there's yeah, no, they do nothing, right? They don't practice really. Um, and what so do, it's 15, 20 minutes. The goalies do like 12 butterflies and then get off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the clips you see of a practice of a pregame skate, like that's the whole practice. You watch the whole thing right there. It was, it was a systems walkthrough two high intensity drills and that's the end of it. Um, and even that high intensity is questionable, but like, so that's one of the other yeah. things too, where is like, why do you see random backup goalies get injured? There's an argument that they're not doing enough in between games, right? Because they're not really practicing that much either. Right. So there's like this, this fine line of like not doing enough and probably, you know, like it just stuff happens and it's look. I think it's the way it is. I'm not concerned about it. I don't think anything's going on. I think this is the new, like the new quote unquote normal. You're going to see a lot more. You're going to see teams play four or five goalies in a year. Um, and that's going to be fine because it's not that big of a deal. Major league baseball teams have like 20 pitchers on the <laughs> roster and no one is like, and everyone's just accepted. Yeah. Like pitching is bad for your shoulders. So let's not pitch at full speed all the time. Yet when goalies do it, it's this big, it's big <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i think we're just behind the times in hockey yeah. we always have been right they play too many they can play like we play too many games overall um with too few people expecting things to be okay is like kind of where i fall the line on like i said i think teams should probably play four or five guys during a year um yeah, oh yeah. right like you should have guys who play like six seven games in the nhl for you and then they play you know 40 in the ahl that season and that should be fine Right? I agree. So that's where I'm at with it, Jamie. Uh, me too. I think that was good. So thanks for watching, everybody, listening. Uh, like, subscribe, give us a review. On, I think only Apple Podcasts lets you review, but it helps. Spotify does, I think. Spotify does. Any reviews are good. Five stars are good. Share it with people. Um, we just like to talk about this stuff. And if you like science and goaltending and hockey, you'll enjoy listening to it too. Till next week. See ya. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.